Hello and welcome to another episode of The State of Stuff. I'm your host, Elijah Garrett. Today, as I'm about to explain, is kind of cool. I'm doing a collaborative project for a history class, um, but all that will be explained. So I hope you enjoy, or at least learn something. Hello and welcome. On today's podcast, we will be examining the dropping of the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of the World War II. This is a history assignment for Nicholas Metropolis's 10th grade American history class. Starting up is me, Elijah Garrett, about the events leading up to the dropping of the bombs, specifically the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project was the code name for the American-led effort to develop a functional atomic weapon during World War II. The controversial creation and eventual use of the atomic bomb engaged some of the world's leading scientific minds, like Albert Einstein, as well as the U.S. military. Most of the work was done in Los Alamos, New Mexico, not the borough of New York City, for which it was originally named. The Manhattan Project was started in response to fears that German scientists had been working on a weapon using nuclear technology since the 1930s and that Adolf Hitler was prepared to use it. The agencies leading up to the Manhattan Project were first formed in 1939 by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, after U.S. intelligence operatives reported the scientists working for Adolf Hitler were already working on a nuclear weapon. After America declared war in 1942, the OSRD formed the Manhattan Engineer District and based it in New York City, borough of the same name. U.S. Colonel Army, US Army Colonel Leslie R. Groves was appointed to lead the project. Robert Oppenheimer and Project Wine were recruited and started shortly after. Theoretical physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer was already working on the concept of nuclear fission when he was named director of the Los Alamos Laboratory in northern New Mexico in 1943. Los Alamos Laboratory, the creation of which was known as Project Y, was formally established on January 1, 1943. This is the complex where the first Manhattan Project bombs were built and tested. On July 16, 1945, in a remote desert near the location of Alamogordo, New Mexico, the first atomic bomb was successfully designated detonated, creating an enormous mushroom cloud some 40,000 feet high and ushering in the atomic age. It was shortly after this that the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, as my partner Rafe will now explain. All right. Um, <clears throat> in this part of the podcast, we will discuss the actual bombings that took place, these bombings beginning with Hiroshima. Hiroshima was a high-priority target for the U.S. already. It was a supply and logistic base for the Japanese military and a huge supply center for weapons and infantry. It also avoided any air attack, air attack for a surprisingly long time, and the attack had long been expected, not just at this scale. On August 6, 1945, the 393rd Bombardment Squadron B-29 Ilona Gay launched from the U.S. Air Base Tinian towards Japan. It was accompanied by two other B-29s for photograph documentation. Around one hour before the bombing, the air raid sirens in Hiroshima rain as the decoy airplane, straight flush, flew over the city. The all-clear ascended at 7.09 a.m. At 8.09, the B-29s flew over Hiroshima, and at 8.15, Little Boy was dropped. The bomb contained around 64 kilograms of uranium-235 and detonated 1,900 feet above the city. The bomb exploded, releasing a massive blast equivalent to 16 to 18 kilotons of TNT. This was considered a very underwhelming result only fissioning around 1.7% of the total material, with an explosion radius of about one mile. This explosion killed 30% of Hiroshima's population, roughly around 70 to 80,000 people, and around 70,000 were injured. 
However, about 90% of doctors active in Hiroshima were killed in the blast, and only one came to work at the Red Cross the next day. Military officials in Tokyo lost all contact with Hiroshima at the time of the blast, and the only confirmation of the event came 16 hours later with Truman's announcement of the attack. After the events of the first explosion, Japanese leadership organized efforts and imposed martial law in order to prevent making peace. Soviet alliances were cut, and Soviet Russia declared war on Japan. In response to Japan's lack of surrender, the U.S. prepared for the next attack. Japanese city Kokura was also a very important U.S. target, as it was a major production zone for the Japanese military. So, accordingly, at 2.47 Japanese time on, Kokura, on August 9, 1945, aircraft Boxcar launched from Tinian Island towards Kokura, and on the way there, the U.S. aircraft was also accompanied by two B-29s. However, on approach to Kokura, the planes were redirected by heavy air defense and a large cloud of smoke made by factories below. So, the planes headed to their next target city, Nagasaki. At 11.01 Japanese time, the plane dropped Fat Man, carrying around 50 kilograms of plutonium, and exploded around 1,650 feet above the city. The explosion generated the force of about 21 to 23 kilotons of TNT. The casualties reached an estimated 22,000 to 75,000 deaths. The resulting explosion was just over one mile in size, and the bombing in Nagasaki in many ways was very similar to that in Hiroshima. In the end, 150,000 to 220,000 casualties were reported due to the explosion and the aftereffects. The entire operation was kept secret, save for the clearly visible aftermath, and the events are still remembered to this day. By the end of 1945, the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki had killed about 140,000 people in Hiroshima and a further 74,000 in Nagasaki. 70% of buildings were destroyed, 90% of medical workers were injured, and 70% of civilians suffered from serious injuries and burns. Women who were pregnant that were exposed to the bombings experienced higher rates of miscarriage and deaths among their infants. Their children were more likely to have intellectual disabilities, impaired growth, and an increased risk of developing cancer. After the atomic bombings, rumors had it that nothing would grow in Hiroshima for the next 75 years. Then, when oleander flowers became the first to bloom in the charred rubble, there was a widespread of courage and hope. Hiroshima residents who had fled to the countryside and soldiers who had been away fighting the war slowly came back. As people returned, oleanders became the official symbol of resilience in Hiroshima, Japan, and Hiroshima started its long journey towards recovery. Though Hiroshima and Nagasaki were on their road to recovering, in the years after the bombings, many of the survivors continued to face serious illnesses such as leukemia, lung cancer, breast cancer, thyroid cancer, and other terrible side effects from the radiation. Many of the survivors, known as the Hibakusha, are essential to the history of the bombings and having experienced the actual impact, they worked tirelessly to eliminate all nuclear weapons in the hopes that such events do not ever happen again. After decades of fighting for a world clear of nuclear weapons, the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons was established in 2017, holding great significance for the Hibakusha. A survey among 6,000 survivors carried out by Kyoto News showed that a vast majority feel that Japan should join the UN treaty banning nuclear weapons, as joining the treaty would represent a recognition. Jumping right in, we can try to answer the question of, was the bombing of Nagasaki and Hiroshima legal and ethical? Right out of the gate, we can determine that it was legal. The 
a laws of the time allowed for bombing of cities with civilians in it that also had military targets. Now, on the ethical side, it gets a little harder. The cons for against being ethical are large amounts of civilian population were in these cities. Civilians were working there, but they had no choice. They could not leave because they either needed the money or they could not leave because of the military. Japan was also already weakening. We have significant evidence they were suffering from severe attrition and they would have had to surrender. Casualties from Pearl Harbor were much smaller in comparison to the casualties resulting in the bombing of Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Japan offered to surrender, but the USA did not accept. They instead offered an unconditional surrender, which Japan could not accept, because that would mean its government would be abolished, most likely. Some pro-arguments for it being ethical are that leaflets were dropped so civilians were informed, Civilians were working in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and they were making weapons, so they were participating in the military. Estimates that an invasion of mainland Japan was necessary to end World War II. It's estimated that 5 to 10 million Japanese and 1.2 million Americans would have been killed in invasion of mainland Japan. This is most likely an overblown figure, and can probably be reduced to about half a million Americans at the time. 